Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Welcome to Tuesday. Hope you're all doing well. I am doing well. I had a great game last night. I mean, we had, it was, it was a climax to an adventure, and I got a really nice compliment from one of my players. That was not my grandson. <laughs> I told them that I had a, after we were over and everybody leveled up and everything, I said, okay, from, for now, I'm going to go back to modules because I need more time to work on a game I'm going to run at North Texas RPG Con this year. And one of the guys looked up to me and says, this wasn't a module? I said, no, this wasn't a module. Well, technically, no, because I did take the Mouth of Doom from Rampant Athic and reworked it into a temple, but everything else is me. He says, oh, cool, I thought it was a module. I said, thank you. That is a great, great compliment. So that made me, that gave me a little ego lift. That's still lasting overnight. <laughs> Which brings me to the subject of little things. In adventure design, this this one I just did was kind of a it was it was a challenge. Let me put it that way. Um, all my all my adventures are challenges to me because you know I'm sitting down and being storyteller. It's storyteller mode time, and me I struggle with logic. I struggle with making the pieces fit. I told him, I, I said, you know, he said it wasn't a module. Well, I thought it was a module. And I said, thank you. You don't know how, I have a hard time making sure all the pieces fit as far as logic goes, why they're doing this and things like that. And I find that the little things matter. And what I mean about little things is, say you have somebody in the group who's an expert on something because of their occupation or whatever, tap into that. Tap into that and ask them about it. Say somebody collects stamps and you're doing a mystery about a stamp collector. And so ask the pneumonologist. Pneumonologist, I think it's a... Uh, I know a philatelist is stamps, so... No, I thought I, thought I said coins, sorry. Ask the guy... How, ask some, just some basic questions about... Where do you get your stamps, and how do you grit? How are they graded? What reference works do you use? Even getting reference works sometimes is good if you can find them, like in a used bookstore or something, and those kind of things. If you do a thing about cars, a thing about um, racing cars or collectible cars or something like that, you can also do that. You can find all these auto books and blue books and such, and like used bookstores, or even if you go to the library, do that. But if you've got somebody in the group who's a, sometimes the expert in the group is you because you base a game on something. And you know, these little things are nice, but don't get hung up on them. Don't, don't treat them like they're precious. Like if somebody didn't get it on the table, what, you didn't get that? Ugh, that kind of thing. Because they're there for flavor. They're, 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 like profanity, it's best used as a spice enhancer and believe me to me it enhances the enhances the immersion in the game as a player and hopefully as a gm too because i want my players to be immersed in the game but little things i remember 
I played. Uh, I was I was uh, in a D and D one E campaign, and my friend who was running it and I said, I want to play a a elven archer, and he pretty much loaded me up with stuff that you would find in a fantasy world that would help me in my archery because that was his hobby. It was archery. He knew archery. He said, okay, you want this for your hands so you don't worry around it. You can get, let's see, fantasy. Yeah, you probably can get the sight for the bow and all this other stuff. And I was really appreciative of that. I never forgot that. And if I can do something like that for my players, I'll do something like that for my players. If if somebody, and like I said, if somebody else at the table, say you were doing a... Oh, I don't know, a naval battle, and some guy just got out of the Navy. Talk to him. Talk to him, ask him what it's like. Uh, without, you know, you you can't get the plot points away or anything like that, but what can you use to get, like, what's the name of this type of shell? What's the name of, what do you call that thing? What's the procedure for, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Because... Not everybody is retail drudges and IT guys. And even IT guys you can ask if you're doing something like cyberpunk or something and you want to get you want to get the flavor of it. So you'd ask you like know, an IT okay, he's net running right now. So how do in the real world how would you do this? And it might even help you with things like that take a long time like net running or something like that. And it's just a boon. It is a real boon. Not only is it going to enrich your game, but it enriches that player because that's all of a sudden you're asking them for advice and that's an ego boost right there. And that's what you want because it immerses them further in the game and it makes them feel a little special. It It, is, it does. And it's a good thing. Make your players feel a little special once in a while. If you don't know something, ask. Don't be afraid to ask players if they have a specialized knowledge that you need to know about. I mean, yes, you can do the research and things like that. But if you've got a live person there who does this for a living or a hobby or something like that, I would ask them. You know, I'd, if Jane Leno was at my table, I'd ask him about cars and collectible cars and things like that, antiques cars and and he would know and i would i would try and tap into that knowledge tap into any knowledge you can get even other game books even other books reference books a lot of people do stuff on reference books me it's movies it's film i know film history enough to to do a pretty good imitation of a type of film that's out there and if i'm doing a story like a mystery takes place in a studio say, in the golden age of Hollywood, or even now, I could I could embellish it. I can embellish it with little things, like the cattle call, or, or agents, or things like that. Whether it's back then or now. When I, do, when I do Gangbusters, my last Gangbusters game, I did a film noir boxing story. And, because I knew all the tropes, I've watched enough, I've watched enough Warner Brothers, like, gangster films and other film noirs, that I knew how to set this up and make it pay off. What I want is total immersion in the game for the players. And it worked great, because I had that knowledge. 
And if, like I said, if you got if you got experts at your table, more power to you, man. That your your game. If you can tap into their brain for some stuff, your game will be enriched tenfold at least. And it's just a great thing to do. So use the little things. That's what I'm saying to embellish. You can probably even use them. You know, if you get enough information, you probably even make a plot point out of it, which is great. So go ahead and use those. I'm going to start my day. So until well, if you guys if you guys want to talk to them about this because this is an interesting subject, you can send me an email over at oldmangrognar@gmail.com, or you can send me a voicemail at Anchor too. We're monetized, so as little as ninety nine cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I thank you, and I thank Jonathan, Dorje, Wendell, Jessen, and Oliver Shrek for supporting my program. You guys are great. So until you, I see you. <laughs> Let's try that again. Until I see if you... Uh, well, try it a third time. Okay, until we talk again, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.